and alligators. You wanna see the inside, huh? I see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place, play your position. Here come my intuition. Go in this nigga pocket, rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try, so we roll with them. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, I'll corner my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the free sky's the limit. Here. All right, guys, what is going on? What is going on? Let's see. Play stupid thing. Dang. All right. 
Yes, what is going on, guys? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Seals Podcast, but more so, uh, <clears throat> another edition of Notorious <coughs> fuck, Unscripted. Really? This is Unscripted, episode 94. And yeah, man, uh, this is your first time watching. You guys do not know how this show works. Every Monday, we're on here with Notorious Unscripted, and every Friday, we are on here with the news. Speaking of this past Friday's edition of news, that is episode 112. Uh, Bray Wyatt uh, teases, decided to uh, send Twitter into a blaze with a mm -hmm. bunch of uh, tweets regarding him coming back to professional wrestling. Patience, it's almost time. Uh, did he show up on Raw? Did oh, he show up at Hell in a Cell? We're going to go over that all tonight. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go over all that tonight, man. But, uh, yes. Uh, oh, not really. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, though, in, ter uh, mm -hmm. in terms of AEW and even a lot of WWE stuff as well. Uh, crazy. This is one of the craziest weeks that I can remember in recent memory of Unscripted with the, yeah. uh, with just all the, the stuff going on. The injury bug is seeming uh, seemingly taken over uh, the wrestling world as of late. And, uh, yeah, man, so it's it's been crazy, bro. It's been crazy. But, uh, oh, yeah, it's been. Yes, if you guys did miss that, Bray Wyatt. Uh, Bray Wyatt teases the comeback to professional wrestling. Uh, AEW removes MJF. He's going to be another huge talking point tonight. Uh, AEW removes all mention of MJF, uh, even taking him off of the roster page and shop AEW. Uh, we're going to go over all that tonight. Uh, I do have a transcript of his promo here that we're going to go over. Uh, so, um, yeah. And, uh, and Hell in a Cell predictions as well. Uh, we're going to do the review, uh, the brief review of Hell in a Cell. Uh, that was, uh, it was an okay show. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, had a great opener and had a great closer. Uh, I don't know how that closer was able to happen but it happened and it was good it was a very memorable very memorable performance from uh Kim. but uh uh but other than that uh, everything else on the show was kind of ass the the six man was okay uh but we'll get to that we'll get to all that we'll get to the specifics on friday um uh, yeah, man. But uh, yes, if you guys did miss that, that is now available on all platforms. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. And if you want to see it first, come right here, uh, 4 p.m. Central on Fridays with the news. Also, this is your first time watching, you guys do not know how this, sh uh, who we are here at the Notorious Hills Podcast. I mean, I have Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we have my man, Sir Tate here. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. Going good. Been a little sick. Uh, work's been and yep, it's, it's been something, man. Goddamn, and other than that, I've just been chilling, bro. Just been chilling, man. Just been a busy, busy last two, three days, man. So, other than that, man, I'm just chilling. Durante, it's like always. How's life? How's the family? I'm good. Life's good, man. Family's great, man. What about you, Durante? And everybody in the chat, what about you, bro? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I to do that. Uh, yes, I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, yeah, literally a little bit under the weather as well, and it absolutely mm -hmm. sucked today. Walking around <sighs> in the mugginess, mm -hmm. being uh, oh my god, 
Dude, that's fucking the worst part. Get it, man. That I hate when it's muggy outside. Uh, but it was. It rained and then it sunned up. So, oh god, it was it was horrible. But uh, yeah, man. As Durante asks, as Durante asks, bro, I'm good. Family's good, man. And what about yourself? Logan says he's here. What is going on, dude? Uh, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, bro. Nothing. No, nothing much, man. Nothing much. Just trying to get over this shit. Uh, as quickly as possible so yeah that's that's about yeah it. that's about it man but uh oh, man let's get into it bro holy shit let's not waste any more time because we got a wild so shit. wild wild week uh we're gonna start over on the west coast uh with california okay. aew dynamite before we make it to Chicago. You know, WWE loves to use that term. I was watching the show. I was watching Hell in a Cell. And mm -hmm. hearing them constantly bring up how Chicago is such a such a, a rabid fan base. And we're, we, we willed Bobby Lashley to his victory. Uh, you know, you would think that they would take upon, take upon that. But instead, they don't. Uh, they pretty much just... They, I mean, they gave us hell in a cell. Uh, yeah. So that's that, that just goes... That just goes to show. Jesus Christ. As soon as we start the show. That just oh, goes to show. So but yeah, seriously. Uh, but yeah, man. That just goes to show how much they really care about Chicago, man. Because they love to throw that around and use the word Chicago constantly. And uh, yeah, they, they don't... They, they don't... No, they don't care. They hate the city. They do. They genuinely do. And that's because of one man. And that man opened AEW Dynamite. Uh, that is the new AEW AEW World Champion. Jesus Christ. The new AEW World Champion, CM Punk. Hell yeah. Dude, can oh. you just hear them tap dancing? No, I can hear the bark. I can't hear any like foot noises or anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyway, so, yes. That man is the new AEW World Champion, and that is CM Punk. He opens the show with his uh, six-man tag match against uh, Anthony, no, Max Caster and the Ass Boys. Uh, yes, CM <clears throat> Punk comes out. This is going to be a very intricate part of the show. He comes out, and the first thing he does is stage dive stage dives into the front row right off the stage mm -hmm. and this is going to come into play a little bit later man because cm punk nftr look great uh obviously my kind of gripe here is you know we're really not getting filled in on what happened with the pinnacle and it's almost like we're trying to kind of just going about it with like ships in the night and mm -hmm. things need to be explained better. I mean, these guys, CM Punk was even on commentary a couple months ago talking about how, you know, he likes FTR as wrestlers, but he really didn't want to call their match against the, the Lucha Bros, I think, because they were associated with MJF or he never really wanted to compliment them because they were associated with MJF. And then here we are. And they're like best friends. 
So it yeah. doesn't really make any sense. I would kind of like to be filled in there on what exactly happened with the pinnacle. Uh, I mean, we did have that dynamite where FTR did kind of seem pissed off at MJF because of the beef with Wardlow, and that that was the last That's of it, pretty much. Yeah. So I kind of would like to be filled in on that sense, but CM Punk, yes, yeah, CM Punk stage dives into the front row, hits his knee right on the barricade. And yeah, that is going to come into play a little bit later, man, because we proceed to have this six-man tag match, and obviously, it looks like they're calling themselves CMFTR. So Why not? Yeah, that is that looks to be the name of uh, that group. Uh, kind of a take yeah. on FTRKO, kind of just using all the letters and combining them, so... Uh, yeah, so, yes, it looks like they're going to be called CMFTR. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yes, this match happens, and there, uh, this match was going okay, and then there was a spot, noticeably, where CM Punk goes for a springboard, and he completely just falls off the top rope. Uh, after this, he looked very upset, at himself, uh, mm-hmm. and that, then after this point, you can also notice him start to limp around uh, the ring as he is uh, taking out the Ass Boys, as they do end up defeating Max Caster and the Ass Boys. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this was an okay six-man, and uh, yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing really bad to say on the match, uh, except for the springboard, but we all know why that happened, so... Uh, yeah, any anything you got to say on the match? Yeah, man, it was a good match. Good match. Springboard definitely fucked with uh, CM Punk a lot. He was very pissed, but it was it was good. It was a good uh, six man. Kind of a absolutely. lot of the six mans they do. After the <clears> match, <throat> he gets on the mic. CM FTR. They get on the mic, and CM Punk says. You know, I've never done a drug in my life, but I can only imagine that's how it feels. Uh, he talked about how he's standing behind the best wrestlers in the world. And Dax grabbed the mic and said, I have done those drugs that CM Punk is talking about, and that is exactly how they feel. Uh, so, kind of got a pop out of everybody. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he pretty much talked about... Uh, so... This is another weird thing. I could just be mistaken, though. Didn't Dax say he wanted to face David Finley? I think it was Dax. Because they gave the match to Hangman. So I thought that was kind of weird. Because I thought Dax called out David Finley on Dynamite in that promo. And then while I was watching Rampage, they advertised David Finley versus Hangman Page. I thought Hmm. that was kind of weird. That's, yeah, that's kind of weird. That's, that was hmm. kind of weird, but then uh, off of that, CM Punk says, uh, in a couple weeks, we have a pay-per-view to sell, so show me who I got. And out yes, comes Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah. <clears throat> ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling will not be facing CM Punk at Forbidden Door. Uh, not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, yeah, kind of sucks. Uh, that would have been fantastic. So here's my thing. And I was, I wanted this for like 
a cup of coffee. But then as I thought about it more, I was like, you know what? Maybe that's not a good thing. I wanted to see, because they've been having a beef on Twitter. They've been having a little Twitter beef or a kayfabe beef. I'm, I'm sure it's fake, but, you know. Um, they've been, for years, hyping up a match. Uh, CM Punk and Will Ospreay. Yeah. And I would absolutely love to see that. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought to myself, okay, you might want to put Punk in the ring with somebody who's a little older. And New Japan yeah. has a lot of guys that are kind of older. Uh, and Tanahashi is one of them. And I thought this was perfect as soon as he came I out. I thought that uh, was, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was perfect. <clears throat> the ace of New Japan and CM Punk, man. So I thought that I thought that would have been... I, I thought this was fantastic. Like I said, for, for about a cup of coffee, I wanted to see Will Ospreay versus CM Punk. But... CM Punk's not necessarily as agile as he used to be. No. And him seeing the shit that Osprey was going to be doing in that match, that would have got him excited, and he would have tried doing something that, in no circumstances, he could have been doing. Be. Exactly. So. He, yeah, I think they try to do that better. I think what they tried to go with was really good. No doubt. No doubt. And so, yes. CM Punk versus Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. Oh, not anymore. Well, um, yeah, instead... Well, now Tanahashi has to face someone to face this situation at Forbidden Door. New Japan added, like, a part for his side yeah, of the match. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen, <clears throat> seen that. Yeah, so, yeah, there's that. There's that. And next on the show... Ah, next. Fuck. MJF. We hear from MJF. Damn. This was just so damn good. This Mm -hmm. was so just... You just felt something was about to happen as Mm -hmm. soon as his music went off. As soon as you hear his music and... The moment he walked out there with that dirty look on his face and he wasn't selling injury or anything like that, because I might have thought that, you know, he might have been playing in the storyline if he was, you know, kind of limping or he was all taped up or something, something something real gimmicky. But no, when I seen him just walk out there with this dirty ass look on his face, I was like, "Uh oh, Oh God. And I Mm -hmm. even tweeted it out right before it happened. I was let me let me pull up my tweet, man. I tweeted this out right before it happened. Let's see. Okay, I tweeted out right before his promo went on, man. I said this MJF promo is gonna go nuts. I can already, I can feel it already. And that's it, bro. Yes, dude. This man, I got this transcript here. He says, This is the whole thing. He says, I'm in a lot of pain right now after what happened on Sunday, but all you want to people, but all you people want to do is hear me talk, right? That's what you want, right? You want to hear me talk? I'll talk. He rips his scarf off and he says, This, but this is Max Friedman talking. 
He says, big merger, boss. <laughs> yeah, soon. He says, big merger, boss. A lot of important executives back here tonight to watch your product. Would be a real shame if something bad happened. I wouldn't want to embarrass you, man. Speaking of embarrassing, you've been trying to sit down with me to hash things out for quite some time now, haven't you? Well, guess what? Too little, too late. Here's why. When this company first started, it was all friends wrestling. Everyone was handed a ticket except for me. I had to write my own, and boy do I have good penmanship, because I created moment after moment after moment for this company, and I still get no respect. Nobody is on my level. No one. Everything I touch turns to gold. There is nothing I can't do. Every time I come out here, every time I come out here, I am not. Ex I am not expected to hit home runs. I am expected to hit grand slams. Very interesting. He chose that uh, wordage. Yeah. And I can do that shit. And I do that shit on a weekly basis. See, all the other boys in the back get to settle for being great. I have to be perfect because I'm a 26-year-old who is constantly being held under a microscope. Because I'm the only guy who is capable of carrying this company on his back for as long for. Uh, as I have, who's, wait, what? I'm the only guy who is capable of carrying this company on my back, as I have, for months. It's funny, it's funny. I hear, I hear booze, but I also hear clapping. That's interesting. Where were you guys when, where were you guys, where were you this whole weekend when you were calling me an unprofessional piece of shit? I'm just curious. Thanks. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus, that's not even half. No. He said, you're not the only problem. No, it's the boys in the back, too, because, because the boys in the back all want my spot. Well, guess what? You want my spot? You can have it, because I don't want to be here anymore. Mm. Now let's talk about you fans, huh? You people who call, your, you people who call yourself fans. You're not fans. You're uneducated marks. You sit there on your phone, tweeting out your opinions like they're worth a damn. Let me explain something to you people. You don't know shit. Your opinions suck. Your opinions change at the drop of a dime, and then you, and then you pretend that your new that your new opinions are are the same as your old ones. For example, for for example, that's interesting because what? Oh, I think he skipped a line here. No, shit, okay, so he did. said, so he said, for example, <clears throat> I, I know what he said here. He said, for example, uh, oh, never mind. I skipped a line. Okay. No. For example, <laughs> I always knew MJF was a good wrestler. Really? That's interesting because the last time I checked, you guys pretended that I sucked in the ring for a long time. And why is that, huh? Because I'm not untrained like your faves because I don't pretend to watch New Japan because I don't, because I don't dump my opponents on their head. Because I'm not reckless. What is it? Is it because I'm not chasing star ratings? What is it? How could I possibly be the best when newsflash? I am the best. I am the best in the world. Because hmm. I'm not the only. Because I'm the only guy that makes you feel. And unlike all the other boys in the back. I don't got to do a bunch of bullshit to get you there. I am a generational talent, and you people constantly take me for granted. But it's not just you. 
it's the big man and the boss too. It's the big man in the back too. This is where it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. Here's something you guys can't take for granted. Here's here's something he doesn't want you to know. Do you guys know who the second biggest minute for minute draw is in this entire company? Nope. You wish it's me. It's me, and if you don't believe that, then do me a favor and go ask Stat Boy Tony in the back. See Damn. what he's got to say. But whatever you do, don't ask him to reach in his pockets and pay the man who's been busting his ass for him since day one. No, 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 no. Make sure he hoards all that money so he can give it to all the ex-WWE guys he keeps bringing in. That can't lace my goddamn boots. What? Damn. At this point, I was like, whoa. Bro, was going off? Uh, then he says, hey, boss, would you treat me better if I was an ex-WWE guy? Maybe you don't get it, man. So here's the problem, boss. You've got a position of power in a wrestling company when the only position you should be assuming is behind the guardrail uh, the guardrail with the rest of all of them. At this point, man, this dude is screaming at the top mm-hmm. of his lungs. You oh, can hear yeah. the raspiness in his voice. Uh, so much Ric Flair in this promo. It was incredible. It really was. Here we go. The last line. <laughs> I don't want to wait till 2024, but you don't want to listen to me. So allow me to make it a busy, a bit easier for you, Tony. I want you to fire me. He's looking right down the hard cam at this point. <clears throat> I want you to fire me. Don't count. Uh, oh. And he looks over at somebody doing production. And he says, don't count me down, you piece of shit. Shut your mouth. Looks back at the hard cam. Look at me, Tony. Look at me. I want you to fire me. I want you to fire me, you fucking Mark. Fire me, fire me, fire me. Camera, or Mike cuts, he slams it, camera footage footage cuts, and we go to commercial. No mention for the rest of the fucking night. Fuck this whole segment. They didn't even bring up that man's name. That was they didn't nuts. tweet about it. They didn't mm-hmm. nothing. Nothing. Man, oh man. Was that shit nuts? <clears throat> that shit had me shocked, man. Bro. Whew. All I could say afterwards was, whoa. Mm-hmm. You fucking mark. Dude, I love that uncensored version. So so he called his boss what he called all of the fans quote unquote the marks the uneducated mark he called his boss a mark he really called his boss a mark bro bro did it dude that's nuts man then then just the genius of tody khan if this is all a work which I have a feeling it is. We talked about this on Friday a little bit. I have a feeling it is because I really don't think with all the execs there, he would send MJF out there to shit on the company and make the company not look cool. You know, sort of say. 
I ha- I I don't think he would. I don't think TK would do that. And then what they do is they send CM Punk out there, yep. knowing the fans were going to be recording the shit. Oh yeah. Knowing knowing the fans will be recording the shit, they send CM Punk out there, and he's walking to the ring to confront MJF and MJF. Halfway through changing. Yep. Walks walks out the crowd. Walks out through the crowd. That ain't symbolism. I don't know what is. Man, oh man, with that shit nuts. Like, if it is a work, I can definitely see the hints in that promo that it was saying the best yeah. in the world line. Uh, yeah, the kind of the cue, exactly. The kind of the cue where he's calling him a fucking Marky. If it is a work, you could tell that they set that up for him to say that at the last second. And they knew when they were good when he was gonna say it, because yeah. the second he got to you, mic cut off or uh, audio cut, and it was just he was just you just seen him. Yeah, fall. yeah. They they queued it up perfectly to where MJF told MJF had to have told him like, okay, I'll say fire me twice, and when I breathe in, hit the sensor button. Yep. Because he didn't you, you know you before you yeah. fucking silent. Yep, and then. As soon as you could, as soon as you could hear him say those big three words, you fucking mark, it oh, cut right, off dude. again, and you just hear him say, fire me uh, again, and then his mic cut. So, dude, uh, another great point is these, these, uh, these, uh, summer of punks. Yeah. They always have a big angle around them. Here we are. You know what? I wouldn't even put it past them to say that his injury now mm-hmm. could be storyline. It could be. It very well could be. You never Because know. if you look at the parallels, CM Punk, World, or, or CM Punk, Summer of Punk 2011, there was two world champions. Culminating mm-hmm. at SummerSlam 2011, Punk versus Cena for the undisputed WWE Championship. That is the thing, right? So, what if MJF? Now, I don't think they will because I think they want to play it up. As yeah. If, like, I feel like if this is a work, I feel like they're going to purposely say, like, let's throw in a bunch of opportunities where people could see Max coming back. And he just and, doesn't. And he doesn't because. If he were to just come back now, it's like, oh, It'd be right. obvious. It's, it's obviously a work. But no, man, they, they fucked with the fans' money on this. Like, they are going all in with this shit. They took mm-hmm. his merch down. That means MJF ain't making no merch money. They took his, they took him off the roster page. They ain't all tweeting about him. They unfollowed him. They, bruh, MJF's been silent on Twitter, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that is, this is, this is awesome, man. I don't know. Oh, we talked about this on Friday, man, but whoever <laughs> the guy is that's uh, pissed off by this, the only reason I could see them being pissed is because the talent had to stay over to compensate for Max yeah. no showing his meet and greet and uh, uh, no showing his meet and greet. And uh, he got caught at the casino gambling, I heard. So... <laughs> 
So <laughs> there's <laughs> that. Uh, but Damn. yeah, man. I mean, this. Uh, I I could. That is the only reason why I could see the talent being pissed off. Cause like, you know, like. They but then again. That mm-hmm. yeah. But then again, we we broke this down perfectly on Friday. Man is. With the bigger roster you have. And the more people that may be upset because they're not getting the right TV time because of all these new people coming in or these new people coming in who are in a new company and they're not really bonded to that AEW family as close as all the originals are. Somebody will tell. Somebody Mm -hmm. will tell, especially with the amount of hype that this storyline has around it. You You know those dirt sheets. You yes, you know those dirt sheets are fucking clamoring for the mm-hmm. tiny, tiniest Tiny. bit of news for you know it. something <clears throat> about this storyline, man. So it's it's interesting, man. It's it's to, it's really really interesting, bro. It's really interesting. But uh, dude, really... th- we're about to go on a ride, man, and this shit is going to be good. You I could see wait. you could see CM Punk's fingerprints all over this. Oh, I'm yeah. the best. I'm the best in the world. What does that mm. remind you of, man? And talking yeah. about all the fans, similar to how Punk, eleven years ago. God, I remember it. watching that pipe bomb, dude. That was mm-hmm. eleven fucking years ago. Dang. Wow. Um, I was nine years old watching CM Punk sit on the stage and change fucking wrestling history forever. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy, man. But uh, dude. You could just see all the all the CM Punk fingerprints all over this, and we're we're getting ready to go on a ride, man. And this shit, this shit is going to this this is really going to be fun. This is going to be the kind of storytelling that CM Punk wanted to do in WWE, but couldn't. never got the chance to because WWE couldn't keep him off of weekly TV for a week. You know, they had to have him back. They couldn't send him to New Japan or ROH to really beef up the storyline for the summer. Nothing. Nothing. Exactly. You know. Hell yeah, man. And but here we are. I just realized how they're kind of playing this is basically ever since CM Punk came to this company, he's basically been John Cena. That's like the whole point. Yep. yep. And it's less of the summer of Punk right now. And it's a reverse on that where Yep. Punk is the Cena. It's the summer of MJF, man, and uh, I love the way they're playing on it. Uh, I love the way they play on CM Punk, man, and reverse his situation on everybody. I love it, man. And this is good. Mm -hmm. You've seen it with Kingston, man. You've seen it with. You've seen it. You're seeing it with MJF. I mean, it's it's just top. It's just top tier. I don't know how anybody could even consider. Uh, calling this, uh, calling this uh, a, a wash, CM Punk. Uh, yeah. I had, I had someone call him a uh, wash, but I believe that man to be trolling. I believe oh, you, you know, know who that man is. <laughs> that uh, man's a troll. That man says that Edge is at the top of his game right now. But well, we all anymore. know who that man is. At <laughs> CM Punk is is not wash. The guy has no. just been having so much fun with his storylines and. Within the first, let's see. Nine months have it been? I think. Ten months. Ten, in ten yeah. months in AEW. I know, crazy. 
10 months in AEW now that we're in June. This man has absolutely just Stop exceeded expectations uh, in mm-hmm. terms of his storytelling, man. I mean, his ma- I mean, the matches has his matches have been good. Obviously, not as good as they were when he was 10 years younger, but that's a given, obviously. man. But his storytelling is just on par, Unbelievable. dude. It's it is really <clears throat> just top tier, man. He he's really. In terms of his storytelling, man, this guy is at the top of his game right now. No questions asked. Exactly, bro. I love all this. That MJF promo was fucking legendary, man. I can't wait to see how they play this next. Yes, dude. People are genuinely saying this is better than the CM Punk pipe bomb. Uh, It definitely is up there. It definitely definitely is up there, man. Uh, I mean, CM CM Punk's pipe bomb changed wrestling history. See, a lot... CM Punk was the one of the first guys to to genuinely speak out against the company and almost made it cool yeah. to hate WWE and genuinely have genuine gripes that weren't storytelling and they they put it on TV as they should have, uh, and it it just it made him a fucking superstar man and now we see that now we see that all all the time I mean you look at Sasha Banks I mean yeah. a lot of that stuff. A lot of that stuff, Sasha Banks herself wa- uh, grew up watching CM Punk, and although it was storyline on TV, there's a lot of truth to that, and a lot of people did feel inspired uh, by that. I mean, uh, you know, Austin did it, and, and Austin's mm-hmm. stuff was legendary. Uh, it was a, it was a storyline though, but with CM Punk, it was a storyline. But there was so much realism to that. That it, it was inspired a generation. Exactly, it meant something. And this in this MJF shit's real. It was definitely real, at least at one point. Maybe there all there's a chance it could still be as real as it was, but at one point it was 100% a real, you know, anger towards the company. And now, you know, it turned into a storyline, man. And those are the best ones. They Absolutely. really are. Absolutely, man. <clears throat> Fan. Fantastic, dude. Absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic work, and I, I'm just I'm just excited about this storyline as the next guy, man. I mean, this is this is gonna be really good shit, man. And this oh, earned yeah. Max whatever whatever kind of bag he's looking for, because exactly, you know, I mean, but my God, and if yeah. and and if, if this is a work. I and MJF does end up staying with does end up staying with uh, AEW. I love how WWE got worked again. I absolutely Bro, I love, love it. it. I love when they get worked. Yeah, man. And Fucking we also said place. too, you know, a good way for this to end is if Max gets fired on some mm-hmm. Brian Pillman shit. You could definitely see the Brian Pillman in this promo as well. Oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. he just resigns with AEW for more money. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's a way out of it, but then you're risking actually going the ro- Brian Pillman route and, and him just going to the other company. That would suck. Uh, that would really suck. That would that would be for a great story when he comes back to AEW as well. So that's kind of that that's kind of that. But I prefer that not to happen because no, because my just, God, would he be not it in WWE? That would just kill all his momentum. Yeah, you would never be able to say shit, (laughs) bullshit, goddamn, 
motherfucker. He would not be able to talk shit about Vince McMahon live on television. No. You fucking mark. Do you think those words would ever come out of MJF's mouth on Raw? Or on SmackDown? (laughs) Fucking bro. Even like, of course we'll talk about it later, but at the start of Raw tonight, Cody fucking saying welcome to Monday Night Raw. Like, that just ain't right. You know what I mean? Same way. It would be the same with MJF. It's just something about that. You just don't feel right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's just incredible, incredible what they're doing here, man. Uh, just this, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome. And yeah, I mean, just the amount of realism they've already added into it just goes to show uh, what they got in mind. And it is going to be a hell of a summer. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he he definitely earned himself. He definitely earned himself whatever kind of bag he's looking for. And you know, they if this is a work, man, which I believe it to be, they genuinely planted the seeds so well with making they the were... fans turn on him. He's mm-hmm. going to walk out of Double or Nothing. <clears throat> no shows, fan fest. I mean, the amount of the amount of oomph they've put behind this is just incredible absolutely incredible man i mean yes this is this guy earned whatever bag he's looking for just with that promo alone uh awesome awesome truly man doesn't get better than that yeah and i cannot wait to see where this goes and i'm going to have fun possibly not seeing mjf on dynamite for a little bit because that is what we call long-term booking, and that is exactly what this needs to be because Tony <clears throat> Khan has learned from WWE's mistake 11 years ago with the yep. Summer of Punk storyline. Let shit settle. You know what mm. I mean? Let it settle. Oh, yeah. You got a whole so, summer to do this. Exactly. Exactly, man. We are two months away from All Out. MJF could be off TV for a good month. And have these motherfuckers act like he never existed. Mm-hmm. Do it, bro. Please. Perfect. Uh, yes. Then right after this, a lot of people thought this was kind of funny as well. Uh, then after this... John Morrison comes out. A-X. WWE guy. Johnny Elite... Mm comes out or jobber elite man. look man i absolutely love john morrison absolutely yeah. love john morrison he is one of my one of my favorites of all time just bruh hit oh my god man just growing up watching this dude watching this dude's matches absolutely absolutely an incredible incredible performer i love john morrison he was such a huge part of my childhood and he's awesome but look if this is what you have for him please stop bringing him to aew please dude if you don't got tnt title something in mind not even he doesn't have to go for a championship have him face andrade that is a huge dream match of mine. Yeah. Please. 
I want random matches. Like, dude, put this man, put this, bruh, just have the man do something that is something. not jobbing. This dude came into AEW and he faced. Who did he face at was, first? Uh, it was Samoa funny. Joe. Yep. Samoa Joe. He faced Samoa Joe. Great showing. Loses. Here, I can't even say this was a good showing. It was like the dude literally was just there to jobbed. lose. Yeah, dude. And look, so. Uh, you know, this this could have been anybody. This could have been Johnny Gargano. This could have been Claudio. This could have been Stu Grayson. This could this could have been anybody. Okay, could have been anybody. Uh, even Serpentico, man. Even him. They return Miro here. Great to see Miro. Great to see him back. The Redeemer. Hell yeah. But did he have to bury John Morrison, bruh? No. Not bury him, but did he have to squash him? I mean, bruh. God. Did they really have to put this after that MJF segment? Or that even still, that's all people fucking talked about? You could have put this at the start of the second hour. That's Something. the other thing. That's the other thing. So, I could maybe see the reason of them doing this. Because MJF just complained about ex-WWE guys. And then they send out two of them. Yeah. But, on the other side of the coin, like you just mentioned, I love Miro. Nobody gave, and I love, everybody knows how much I love John Morrison. Nobody gave a flying fuck about no. these guys in this segment. Just because, because of, of the fact that MJF just gave the promo of his life, the pipe bomb, the MJF pipe bomb, to, uh, to Tony Khan and AEW, and then you want to send out a returning Miro and expect people to genuinely care about it? Like, dude. Like, bro, that's all we got on our mind is MJF. You gotta do that like two, three segments later. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. <sighs> See, but... another, another thing, mm -hmm. too, about this MJF and CM Punk storyline. So, I love how CM Punk was the cool guy in the hateful company. Mm -hmm. I also love how they've switched that around to mm -hmm. the hateful guy in the cool company trying to like, like expose it. Yeah. I absolutely love the unparalleled here. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. Exactly. Uh, yes. <clears throat> but anyway, yes, Miro returns and he squashes uh John Morrison, Johnny Elite, Jobber Elite. Johnny Jobber. He really fucking jobs out, bruh. God damn. But it was cool to see Miro return. I like his little anti-godness now that he lost the title. And I hope we actually see him on better spots on TV. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Next... The Jericho Appreciation Society. They come out here wearing their all whites. And they were talking about just how they won blood and guts. The group is... That is I can't believe bad I'm saying as I this. thought it was. I like it. 
I am genuinely starting to take a liking to the Jericho Appreciation Society, man. Mm-hmm. It, it Jericho did a podcast. It's a very good listen. Talk is Jericho. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Probably my favorite. Definitely my favorite podcast other than this other than this one. Obviously. Okay. But but my favorite non notorious heels podcast. Definitely probably talk to Jericho. I've been listening to this shit for like six years. Literally. Years, something like that. <clears throat> he did a origin story on the Jericho Appreciation Society as to why he wanted to change Matt Lee and Jeff Parker's names. And he talked about where he got the name from. And he talked about why he wanted to take Daniel Garcia in 2.0. And he just, it made a lot more sense. It made yeah. a lot more sense. And as of late, I really like how they've leaned in to, he, how they've leaned into their goofy side. And they've been playing up to it, but they've also been playing it straight. Like they believe it. And it's it's just become genuine thing where the group is kind of goofy, but they take themselves serious enough to where you don't look at them as just a joke. Exactly. They're not a blithering idiots. Exactly. They kind of are, but they believe themselves not to be so much that it works. They've they've done a good balance between the goofiness and seriousness. And I, I, I've been really into them. Yes. I, uh, yes. Uh, the, the names, the names have grown on me, man. Daddy Magic. Matt Menard. Daddy Magic. (laughs) Matt Menard. And Cool Hand Ange. Angelo Parker. It's just so goofy, but it's just, it it works. It works. You know. 2.0, bro. They're great promos. Dude. They really are. Dude. They, they mix that serious and goofiness so well together. They're the perfect tag team to put in that group. They they really are, man. And I I, I really wanted to see them do more. Me and, you, me and you have been petitioning for them to do more for a really long time now mm-hmm. uh, in AEW. Because when they first came in, they were in all kinds of main events and... Just, yeah. They were doing it, man, and then it just seemed like they took them off for a while, but now getting to see them every week as a part of a highlighted act is, is really good. Really and, good. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's it's great, man. It's great. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. It's really grown on me, but these guys are out in the ring talking about how they won Anarchy in the Arena. Uh, Eddie Kingston comes out with William Regal. <laughs> comes out with William Regal and Eddie Kingston just all hyped up. He's like, you know what? I can't even talk. William Regal or Mr. Regal, tell him what kind of match I want. And at this point, Tony Khan knows you only need one man to make to that announcement. That match. There is <laughs> only one man who can announce that match. NXT will never, ever <laughs> feel the same. With they... uh, later no later this year in November, whenever we get NXT War Games again, oh, it's it will be so never lame. be the same without William Regal yelling "War Games." That shit was heat, bro. It always was, uh, and it always will be. But yes, William Regal. I mean, he was there to do the last one, and it was so poetic. 
because that was the last time we will see black and gold mm-hmm. compete in war games, and he was there for it. But he hands Regal the mic. TK knows, man. He uh, Regal uh, TK knows what to do. He knows who had to announce this match, and Regal yells, "Blood and guts." Nice. It's intriguing, man. It really is. Eddie kicks in, says, you know what? I'm going to go fight all of them myself. Eddie kicks in, walks up to the ring. Hager, Garcia wasn't out there because he had a match with Moxley later. 2.0 and uh, Hager, I was going to call him Jager. Jager. <laughs> Hager, our uh, Jagger. <laughs> uh, they hop out of the ring. Jericho's in the ring. And as they're beating up Eddie Kingston, Santana, who... Dude, this spot always makes me cringe. I mean, obviously, I know there's not baseballs in the sock. I know it's probably like stress balls or something. But I could just imagine how much it hurts being hit with a real one of those. Oh, bro, that sounds brutal. He's got his sock with the baseballs in it. And he just fucking smacks Jericho (sighs) in the face. And, oh, I could just imagine how much that hurts, dude. Dude, that Uh, hurts so fucking much. Even with stress balls probably fucking sting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet, dude. Especially with how hard he swings that thing. Oh, but yeah, man. Oops, that thing. So, um, Santana hits him with it, cuts some of his hair off. Jericho's touching his hair like, what the fuck? Santana hops out with, uh, Santana hops out with Eddie Kingston. And also, before this, Eddie Kingston had mentioned that he hadn't talked to Mox. He hadn't talked to Danielson. He hasn't talked to Santana and Ortiz either, which obviously was a lie with the Ortiz part. But I'm surprised they didn't play in more. But I guess if Brian is really injured, man, I they can't. I, I <clears throat> which fucking sucks, dude. It really sucks. These injuries suck, bro. Every at least Brian's is what I think one to two weeks, which is thank God it's nothing big. But still, man. Ryan, Cole, Punk, Hardy. Uh, I think Hardy, like, fuck, man. Fucking gay. Gay, gay, gay. Dude, the injury bug, man. I mean, my it's one God. Of those years. I could tell it's one of those years. Yeah, yep. But we're going to talk about this a little bit with Cody Rose, man, because yeah. Tony Khan has put, it, put himself in a position to not really, even though some of the, even though some of these, uh, some of these guys are your biggest names, even though Kenny Omega, another one, yeah, even yeah. though, uh, you know, even though Tony Khan has been hit with the injury bug, he's got he's got people back on. WWE does not. They do not have anybody. They better hope Tony Khan fires MJF. And he pulls so a Brian some, Pillman. Yeah. So they, they can have them. somebody. Because, dude, no Roman. No. Uh, well, I'll talk about Cody later, what I think they'll do with him. But for the most part, no Cody. Bro, what the fuck are they going to do? They just had Seth lose all his feuds in a row. So you kind of got to, Seth, you got to build back up the whole summer. Exactly. You got exactly. no Big E. So no New Day. Dude. They're fucked. Do they have Drew McIntyre? They buried Bobby Lashley. You could have had him. You know, well, probably. Be... Omas. 
Uh, and there's those people. No fear. <laughs> Talking about I no fear. Yeah, man. I mean, but uh, yeah. So, um, what were we talking about, man? So, uh, oh, yes. So they announced War Games, and uh, Jericho says, "I'll give you the match, but on one condition: me and Ortiz in two weeks are going to have a uh, what is it? A hair versus mm-hmm. hair match." Ortiz takes his little hair tie off, shakes his hair around, he agrees. <coughs> and that was it. Uh that was it, man. So uh yeah, that was that was that, that was pretty much that segment. Um nothing nothing too nothing crazy. Cool. Nothing yeah. nothing horrible. Pretty good. Pretty good segment by the J A S. Uh <laughs> but uh yeah, uh yeah, man. Good stuff. Yeah, man. Good stuff. And we're getting war games at the end of this month, the week of Forbidden Door. I believe yeah. it is going to be the 29th, I want to say. I think it's the week after Forbidden Door. Did I say yeah, before? It's... Yeah, it's after. Yeah, so the week Forbidden after. Forbidden Door is on Sunday. That Wednesday in Detroit it's... is the Blood and Guts. So, Larry, if you're watching this, I got to know. Are you going to see that, bro? Do you have tickets in Detroit, Michigan to Forbidden Door? Or Forbidden Door. I know you got tickets to Forbidden Door. Do you have tickets to Blood and Guts? Let me know, man. I would hope you do, man. God damn. <clears throat> Shit about to be a movie. Shit uh, you, bro. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so that was that. After this, I found this. I found this next segment absolutely hilarious. I knew exactly why Tony Khan put this on the show. Obviously, you know, you got the Warner bosses there. And it is just so coincidental. That we see a clip from Double or Nothing where Samoa Joe gets attacked by Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and <laughs> Satnam Singh. He just got attacked backstage for no reason other than just show him off. Look at this guy. Look at this guy we have. He's tall. <laughs> He's tall and he, he fitting right over here. That's views right there. And you know, the word is there. Oh. Really? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just awesome. Dude, it was this like is awesome. Fucking car. Just oh that's nice, man. That's nice. That, that could get a lot of eyes. And then they just cut the shit. <laughs> it just moves on. Just oh I get it. Nice, nice. It's so next we have the five man tag. With Red Dragon, Hikaleo, Hikaleo, Hikileo, I don't know what the hell, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Hikaleo, Hikaleo, I don't know, something. The big tall dude that looks like Tabatanga's brother. That's yeah. Hikaleo, we're going to call him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Young Bucks, which by the way, I absolutely love seeing the old throwback Young Bucks. Where... Oh. Nick's got the shaved face and Matt's got the chops. That love shit, it, bro. That, that, that shit classic. Was, that was a dope throwback, and they still look good with it too. It they doesn't do. look like, you know when, you know when somebody gets like, real like, you know when somebody gets older and they kind of just grow out of a look. Matt Hardy with the fucking V one shit. There you oh, go. Goofy as hell there, in the V one book. The young bucks have not grown out of the old young bucks look. 
No, they haven't. Nick looks good baby-faced. We've seen him with a beard for a while. He oh, looks yeah. good baby-faced, and Matt looks sick with the chops again. It was a very cool throwback. Well, yeah. they're facing Matt Hardy and his tight, extreme gear. He looks goofy as hell in that shit. <laughs> hey, man. Boy, what do you mean that man almost 50? Learn that shit, Hardy, bro. Get that shit off. Jeff Hardy just couldn't take a travel break. He's got to be here at Dynamite. He's here doing his juke on the stage. Darby <laughs> Allen comes out, and Christian and Jurassic Express come out as well. Mm-hmm. So there's that, man. This There was really nothing to this match other than that scary spot where Heikaleo uh, pile-drived his own head on the ground <laughs> off a suicide dive. <laughs> And MJF was literally just talking about dumping people on their heads. Like, come on, bruh. Come on. He literally talked about he does he doesn't he's not a fake New Japan viewer. He doesn't dump people on his head. Well a New Japan guy has dumped himself on his head. God damn. There you have it. Uh the Bucks do end up scoring the pinfall victory against Jungle Boy here. Uh very interesting. They pin the tag team champions. I don't know if that means anything for the Bucks. Who tag knows? team title shot, potentially, because if all goes to plan, I would think the one thing that's still down for Forbidden Door is this damn turn. Uh, I think so. I think so. I think that's why they're preserving Adam Cole, because I think they want him to be ready. But, uh, yeah, nonetheless, it was, a, it was actually a very entertaining uh, match. Uh, so yeah. There's that. Uh, brief interview with, uh, Swerve and Keith Lee afterwards, nothing too crazy there. Um, after this, Athena came to the stage, was confronted by Jade Cargill and, uh, the baddies and Stokely Hathaway, who is just, just the way he talks is so funny. Love it. Uh, I love the way he talks. He's perfect for Jade. He called himself her publicist, so... I don't know, I guess that's the official, the official <coughs> job wording. title. Yeah, but Kira Hogan then, uh, I guess, challenges Athena to a match for Rampage. Anna Jay and Chris Satlander come out to help <coughs> Athena. And yeah. yeah, we got this match set for uh, Saturday Rampage. or Friday, Rampage. Uh, next, we got J.D. Drake. Versus Wardlow. This man had one of the biggest cock teases you will ever see in professional wrestling, dude. Bro, this man Wardlow is walking up the tunnel. He's walking up the tunnel. Silence. No music. He's walking through the backstage area. He goes up his tunnel. Walks to the center of the stage. His trons are playing. We're all waiting. We know what's about to hit us. War Pigs by Black Sabbath. Right? No. It's just Mikey Ruckus' theme song he made for him. And instead they decided to wait to play it until he got to the stage. Come on, man. Come on. Y'all... Y'all can't afford War Pigs because of the new MJF contract, bro. I shouldn't have teased it. Either that or just give us fucking War Pigs, bro. 
bro. This man. I. I want to say. I want to say Black Sabbath's music. Can't be that be expensive. That expensive. I don't think it would be. So it's like, just do it now, bruh. Don't tease it, just do it. Exactly, man. I don't know what they're waiting on, but that is, uh, that's supposed to be the music that MJF gave him. The dog shit Mikey Ruckus music. This that is. Fucking, is... <sighs> <sighs> I mean, fucking Mikey Ruckus and his fucking catchphrase theme songs. <laughs> But yeah, dude, give this man War Pigs. It is, even though Wardlow's music is made for him, it is still very, very, very unidentifiable. Very it unidentifiable. Is, bro. Tell War Pigs is just so identifiable with him. I mean, I could, I said this on Friday, man, but I can listen to the song now. I listen to the song a lot. I mean, Wardlow. <laughs> And I, I listen to the song a lot, dude, and I just mm -hmm. think of how badass Wardlow would look coming out to it. Exactly, bro. Like, come on, don't don't do that. However, dude, don't do us like that. Yeah. However, this was a quick one, probably like a two minute match. Wardlow just squashed JD Drake, gives him two power bombs and sends him home packing. Uh Mark Sterling comes out. With a bunch of bodyguards. And he tells one of them to go hand Wardlow court papers. Wardlow gets in the ring. Or uh, the bodyguard gets in the ring to hand Wardlow the papers. I love this touch. Wardlow grabs the mic and says, this guy doesn't watch the product. I was like, damn. Damn. Uh, you love to he show. Uh, yeah, you love to see Wardlow showing off. Uh. Just, just playing up to the crowd and just showing yeah, up some yeah. charisma and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was it was it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny uh, to hear him uh, hear him say that. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool. But yes, he power bombs this dude into oblivion and uh, rips up the court papers and shoves them in the guy's mouth. So yeah, that was that was yeah, bad. pretty cool, man. Hell yeah. Uh, next. We got a backstage interview with Scorpio Sky, and he has a name for the TNT title. He has a name. Mm -hmm. The name for the TNT title is Genie. Mm -hmm. Genie is the uh, daughter of one of the most beloved NBA owners ever, Mr. Uh, Dr. Jerry Buss. The owner of the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm -hmm. uh, every, everybody, I'm currently watching it now. Uh, maybe okay. some of you guys are too. I am watching uh, Winning Time on HBO Max. It is a show about the meteoric rise of the 1980s Los Angeles Lakers. And we see Jeannie a lot in that show. Uh, nice. But uh, yeah, very cool touch uh, naming the yeah. championship. This man, Scorpio Sky, needs legitimate challengers, like exactly. Andrade, for example. Black. Like, Mal yes. Dante Martin's great. Kid's great. He's got potential. Not for the TNT title. Not yet. It needs to be people like Andrade. Look, man. 
I know you want him to go on a lengthy reign, so I know you want, I know you're going to want him to, you know, get some smaller challengers out of the way before he gets to the big ones. But man, I mean, bigger. AEW's got a thing for doing this where it's like, dude, you don't have to put them against somebody who nobody wants to see them against at first. Like, you can no. put them against somebody who's kind of big, somebody who would garner a little more excitement. I mean, Dante Martin is great. Don't get me wrong. But... <clears throat> Do like a puck. Something. Something like that I think would be really cool. Uh, I mean, bruh, we're all sitting there and I'm waiting for somebody to interrupt them. And it's Dante Martin. I mean, come on, come on now, Dante Martin. <laughs> Bro, like you could do, you could do bigger. I want big. Seriously, they everything else in AEW feels so big right now from the World Championship to MJF, and then you the just Lord get Lord smacked Lord. down to earth by the TNT title. Like, let us get cool shit for the TNT title. Scorpio Sky versus Pac. Versus Andrade versus Black versus even like a Buddy Murphy would be cool. Yeah, just oh yeah. People, man. Kaz. Kaz XL. You guessed it. <clears throat> oh my god. Look at Kazarian. You guessed it. You guessed it. Fucking. Let's. Sammy Guevara even said in his vlog when after they lost the match. Sammy Guevara goes, thank God. Even Sammy Guevara knows tired of that feud. Exactly, bro. That shit bruh. was horrible. Kept Absolutely it on way horrible. too long. Oh, way, way too long. Uh, yeah, so next we get Britt Baker and Pog Hater. Jamie Pogger uh, versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. I feel like I have to sneeze. I don't feel like that. Something that helps put your finger in front of your nose, in front of your nostrils. That should stop you from sneezing. Okay. That's what I do. I think it's gone. But Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Dude. Ruby Soho gets the pinfall victory here against Britt Baker. And I am left asking myself why. Yeah. I could not just give her the win at Double or Nothing. I don't get it, man. You, I'm telling you, bro. I've been saying this since the Double or Nothing review. You are walking on thin thin ice with even you don't want to get to a point where Britt Baker is just seen as the princess of the women's division and we're kind of already there yeah. a lot of people but you don't want to get to a point where it gets to Charlotte levels of no. the princess of the women's division you really do not cause that'll, that'll be nothing but good for everybody so gotta let her lose Exactly, man. And Ruby Soho gets the victory here. And live on pay-per-view, I don't know why you couldn't let anybody else. Like, 
I don't know why you couldn't let anybody be seen as a bigger deal in this women's division than Britt Baker. I mean, I don't get it. It's just utterly ridiculous, man. It's utterly ridiculous, bro. Uh, but, dude, there are other people, and you need to portray other people as a big deal, not just mm-hmm. Britt. You have Tony Storm and Ruby Soho on this roster, bro. And you just have them there. They gotta be big, bro. They gotta be. They need to be just as big, if not bigger, than Britt Baker. Exactly, bro. Exactly. And if you you want her to be the top, the top of the women's division, that's fine. But that doesn't mean everybody else needs to be uh, stooped below her. Exactly. You've already built the women's division around her anyway, so... You know, I mean, it's, it, there's no wrong in doing that, but when, like, the Bucks, they built the tag team division around the Bucks. The mm-hmm. Bucks never got to a point in their career where people said, oh, they're just burying people. They're no. just burying people. The people, exactly. the fact that people said that when they beat FTR are just, are just Stupid. fucking idiots, man. I no, mean, literally. they clearly did not bury FTR in any sense of the word. Uh, and with Brit, you're making it seem like she's just burying people, man. Oh, and you do really not want to do that. You do not, in any sense of the word, want to do that with with Brit. Uh, and and you are, you know what I mean? Like I said, with the Bucks, it never got to a point where you said, "Oh my God, these guys are just burying people." With Brit, exactly, you're like, "What the fuck?" I thought Tony Storm was gonna go to the finals of the Owen. And now it's her and Ruby Soho. Okay, okay. Now why is she beating Ruby Soho in the tournament finals? It's like, it's like what stop. are we doing here, man? What the exactly. hell are we doing? It Shit just don't make sense. It makes little to no sense, man. And it is, it is ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous as to why they even wanted that to give them a win at this point, because they. It's not like both of these two lost to Brit in two way more important matches uh, already than a regular tag team match on Dynamite. I mean, they both lost to her and <clears throat> Owen. That is way more important than a tag team match. So Exactly. I mean, Britt got the win, and what does it really do for her as opposed to what does it do for them other than make them look more unimportant than they already feel? Exactly, bruh. Exactly. You know, it just... You're going down a bad hole, Britt. They gotta stop. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's phenomenal. I love Britt, man, but don't do this. Mm-mm. Do not do this with Britt. She's great. Let's keep it that way. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, so that was that. And then we got... John Moxley versus Danny Garcia. Daniel Garcia. Uh, yes, John Moxley versus Daniel Garcia. Uh, yes, this was the main event of Dynamite. Pretty good match. Mox got busted open. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty good match. Uh, no complaints uh, from these two. Uh, no. Just... Good Dynamite main event. Yeah, absolutely, man. And Mox picks up the victory, and afterwards, Eddie Kingston comes out and starts brawling with Curse Jericho, and... Well, you know, we get the numbers game. Numbers game. Uh, I will say, if Brian 
is out for a little longer, replace him with Yuta, bro. It's your chance. Yes, bro. Yep. I would love that. Yep. You know, <clears throat> I, again, one of the biggest spots in AEW during the year, and they offer Wheeler Yuta's services to a different company. Come on. Not now. He's yeah. got to be here for this. Exactly. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, Eddie Kingston uh, and Chris Jericho run down to the ring afterwards, and Eddie Kingston was genuinely about to do a Titus World slide uh, down the ramp. He just barely, barely caught the ring apron, man. And, man, if he didn't, he would have wiped the fuck out, man. He really would have. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, so with that, that is it for Dynamite, and we move on to Rampage. Nothing too crazy on Rampage. It was a solid episode of Rampage. Yeah. Uh, I did uh, I did want to uh, tune in and watch the whole thing because of this uh, CM Punk announcement. Yeah. CM Punk comes out, he's got tears in his eyes, and he tells the people that he is... So, this was really weird. Mm -hmm. He tells the people that he had to relinquish the championship. But then he tells the people that Tony Khan told him no because he believes in him. And then he just said, you know, this is just a bump in the road. I wanted to go on a hell of a run and I'm going to be back. And he holds the title up as Jericho says he has to, he has to defend the... Uh, or he has to relinquish the championship and i'm like he just fucking said tony khan told him no so i'm yeah. kind of like wait so is, he is it relinquished or not then later in the show they tell us john moxley really weird it's john moxley weird. is number one contender which they just and... switched wardlow because he was the number one contender yep yep John Roxley moved up from four to one. In a spanner of, what, two days with no matches, with one main event match? Come on. I mean, what is the point of rankings, dude? Dude, I, if you're, you don't gonna follow them. Like exactly. At or at least give Wardlow uh, a Just team a title match. You know, Something. but instead it's Dante Martin. I mean, it. how does that make it sense? It not make sense. It really don't make sense, man. <sighs> Yeah, man, it really doesn't. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I believe, I brought this up later, but I believe CM Punk may have gotten injured. If this isn't a work, dude, because for all we know, this shit could genuinely be a work. It could, man. This it could really genuinely could. be a work <clears throat> to get MJF having a interim world championship and... You can have the undisputed AEW World Championship match, and it'll be heat. But whoever, whoever it is, whoever it is, uh, it's gonna be a dope ass showdown. Uh, it is, man. Punk. Uh, but it very well could be John Moxley winning the whole damn thing because so they can give him the run that he wanted to go on. I have heard about that. Where he takes the title to New Japan, and he takes it to GCW, and he takes it to all these promotions, and he takes it to CYN, and... <laughs> the biggest stage of them all, CYN. Oh, man. 
Never forget those kids, bruh. C-Y-S. C-Y-S. Fucking kids chanting that shit, that ain't right. <laughs> Poor kids. How much were they paid? Bro, I'm telling you. Hey, they better got a bag. Uh, yeah, man. So, yes. CM Punk is not relinquishing the, tit- the title. No. And is so sad that we don't get to see him at Forbidden Door. Uh, that that just would have been awesome. It would have <clears throat> been an awesome homecoming with the championship. It would have been sick. But, you know, things happen for a reason. And we're uh, going to see where this goes, man. So, with, <laughs> with that, they announce there's going to be a battle royal to open Dynamite. And the winner in the main event is going to face John Moxley. John Moxley is going to then go on to face the winner of a mystery opponent and uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. And And for New Japan, they added Tanahashi got a face. I think his name is Goto or whatever. Oh, did they announce? Oh, I thought it was a mystery opponent. No, and, and Tanahashi got to face Goto or whatever his name is in New yeah, Japan yep. to get his match, and you know he's gonna win it. So um, yeah. yeah, but they I think they just added that to add depth to all the matches. Which is weird though, because if Mox if Mox is in the match, Mox is three weeks <laughs> away from blood and guts. So yeah, where does that like where does that fit him in? Maybe they put Yuta and Brian. They could, but it would make but it would make sense for Danielson not to participate because of what happened. That you know he doesn't want to be on a team with Eddie Kingston. Yeah, so you, you can't know, have both of those two out. It it doesn't make much sense, man. It doesn't make much yeah. sense, but it's going to be interesting to see whoever defeats uh, or whoever wins this battle royal to see who faces Box. But it's as for Tanahashi, I mean, it makes it makes a bunch of sense too for them to want to do Mox versus Tanahashi because for those of you guys who can remember, this was supposed to be the all-out match last year, but it got canceled, yeah. and they did Mox versus Kojima instead. So, oh, good lord. Hey, Larry, what's going on, bro? Larry, so, while you're here, we mentioned you earlier. Do you have tickets to Blood and Guts? I gotta know. I gotta know. Because it is in Detroit, know. man. We gotta know. It's in but, the um, D. It is, bro. It is. But, man, this is this is confusing, man. They really did this confusing. Because there's a battle royal. That winner faces Mox in that same dynamite. Then that winner goes on to face probably Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. And it's just like, I'm assuming. what the hell's going on? Unless it's Goto. <laughs> oh, bruh. And a lot of people were saying, which is true, New Japan should have thought about that little contender match. Is like, if they want to make uh, it believable that Tanahashi could lose, do someone that the American audience at least somewhat knows. No, they ain't nobody knew who that, who that is. Jay you know White. what I mean? They, exactly. Uh, they could have done Jay White or Juice. Now you uh, could put Osprey in there because you're exactly. now facing Punk. Exactly. So now it's a little more legit. So it's like, come on, man, come on. But um, other than that, man, that's 
it's a crazy situation and it sucks for Punk Man, but it's very interesting to see where this all adds up in the end. Very true. Very true, man. Uh, yeah. The Young Bucks uh, defeat the Lucha Bros. Athena gets the victory. Uh, also, another banger by the Young Bucks, man. The greatest tag Classic. team of all time. When it's all said and done, uh, uh, when, when it's all said and done, I promise you I won't be wrong. Those guys are fucking incredible. Uh, Truly, man. Uh, Athena gets the victory over Kiera Hogan. Uh, who did Team Taz face again? Oh, who they face? Uh, uh, it was some random, I think. Fuck. Uh, I really don't remember who Team Taz faced. Just a poster shit on YouTube. Well, I think it was generally just two jobbers. Okay, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, I was, cause I was gonna say, I can't remember. And then Scorpio Sky defeats Dante Martin. Shocker. For the TNT, yeah. For, for the TNT Championship, man. I have to say, man, I love the purple and gold. It looks really good, man. Yeah, it, looks it looks really, really good. good on him. Fits him so well. Absolutely. Uh, All I need is SCU. SCU. Man, you love that song. I remember that. Fucking awful. One of the worst theme songs. <laughs> the only, uh, ever since hearing Rapungi Vice's song, it's definitely oh, moved bro. down on the list, but it's no yeah. Better. There's been some bangers in these years, man. They had Do On To Others. They had SCU. You know. That shit was hot ass. Who am I, bruh? They've been hitting with these fucking intros, man. The best intro, man. Thank you, mommy. You never did. Uh, fuck it, eh? That but is yeah. the only sad part about that group breaking up. You will <sighs> probably never hear that again. Dude, I and hope it... they do. Oh, dude. It's so fucking bad. It, it, genu- oh, it, it genuinely... Oh, it genuinely... If I could say... It. It, yes, if I could say one thing about that shit, it is so horrible. One of my it's... favorite parts about watching Raw is just hearing that awful fucking intro. You think you know me? <laughs> you never <laughs> did. Like, bro, come on. So badass, that ain't cool. Bro. So uh, badass. It's, uh, but, um, yeah, man, AEW's week was crazy, man. They're showing nuts. Come Sunday night, yesterday, <clears throat> WWE's got a whole lot crazier because mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes Dude. reportedly tore his peck right off the bone. Damn. <sighs> Fucking Cody, man. You know, <sighs> Jesus. You know, man, on one hand, you want to say Cody Rhodes, uh, you know, on, on one side of the coin, you genuinely have to show all respect for Cody. Yeah. Uh, in this instance, I mean, this dude literally 
went out there with just bleeding on his insides. Literally, just bro. All his up whole his fucking... arm, on his chest. You could see Purple. how deformed his, his, his right peck was. I mean, it looked Fuck. awful. And he knew that WWE needed a main event. Vince knew he needed a main event, and that is exactly why. Mm -hmm. That is exactly why they pulled him from, or they didn't pull him from the show. Exactly. On the other hand, on the other side of the coin, he should WWE, have. WWE, what the fuck were you thinking? How do you let that happen? Like, all, again, all respect to Cody. He was willing to do it. He did it. All respect to Cody, man. But yeah. you can't let someone do that. It's it's not even it's not about this situation. It ain't even about Cody. It's it's all about WWE. You can't let someone go out there like that. No matter how much you need a main event and how much that individual wants to, you can't do that. Because not only is it bad for their health, you know what that's gonna set as an idea in a lot of people's heads that they can go do that. They, they don't know what they just started. That's going to get, that's going to happen a lot now because of that, which is not right. Yeah. And, oh God, I, I genuinely just, <clears throat> I, I feel for Cody, uh, mm. because of that injury though, genuinely gave us one of the best, uh, Hell in a Cell matches in modern history, but exactly. I almost feel bad liking it because I, know, I don't I don't like it because it shouldn't they happen. Sent, they sent this dude out there like that, like dude, With the what whole the purple fuck? ass chest? Like I know, arrows. I know, I know. Cody wanted to do it and this and that, but they should not have let him do that. And you're in a position, man, where. You fucking put the world titles on one guy, and mm -hmm. if anybody, it was me and Sir K sitting here telling them that is a bad decision. That is a bad decision. And everybody mm -hmm. in the fucking community said, oh, that'll be epic. That'll be epic. Well, oh, how cool would that be? Roman with two belts. And now he takes off with the two belts, and Cody is having to wrestle with his like fucking that. chest deformed. Because Joe and Hawaii decided to take summer vacation and dip with the world titles for what reason? Exactly. For what reason? He had to have both. You couldn't have a Bobby Lashley be a world champ doing a Hell in a Cell match with somebody. You can't have, even though it's been a world played, you can't have Drew McIntyre be the champ. You you have, you have, even though they don't have a big roster, they do have reserve people. They could have used if they had another um, world title champa exactly uh fucking tony d'angelo somebody they, somebody, they got man. people man and not only they put both titles on roman they let him go on vacation with both titles which shouldn't be done and you make cody rhodes have to go out there like that and now people are gonna do that because they think, oh, if WWE did it, we could do it. Come on, man. Come on. Hey, that, that was wrong. That was wrong. For, there, an, for an industry leader that is setting a horrible precedent, bro, you mm -hmm. do not send a talent in a Hell in a Cell match 
with a oh, torn dude, like pack. That the guy could horrible. the guy could have barely moved his arm. Now I know when you have a torn peck, you can move it. It's kind of just about your pain tolerance. But yeah, dude, I mean, I mean, anytime he moved it, he was in pain. Come on, man, he was doing cutters and shit with that oh. side of. And think about Cody; he uses that side of his. He's right-handed, obviously, so he uses this side to do his cutters and shit. So that shit hurt the man. Yeah. All for their main event because they didn't have anyone to reserve because they let they put two championships on a man that went to vacation. Bullshit, man. They fired everybody. Everybody. Every fucking body. You have no one. Not a fucking soul. This could have been a Keith Lee's time. This could have been a Black's time. Bray Wyatt. Wyatt. But no. Fucking Miro. John Morrison, motherfucker. Uh, Johnny Gargano. Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, dude. Like, bro, what is Ciampa doing, bro? Bro, even though we're going to talk about Raw, he can do shit on Raw. He's just there just to do random shit. He is a jobber already. He's just there to get random matches with people for that need to match that. <laughs> Come on, man. You he could have been in the main event. You know how sick that would have been. You know how much I would have loved the Rollins versus Champa match in a Hell in a Cell. That, that could be dope. But they've done nothing, nothing, nothing to make you feel like Tommaso Champa should even be in that position. <clears throat> Meanwhile, exactly. he's way above this shit. Way, and way above that shit. They haven't done him any favors whatsoever. Nope. Bullshit, man. Like, again, all props to Cody, man. Um, Seriously. He, he cares too much about this shit, man. Um, yeah. Good for him, man, but bad on WWE for letting him do that, man, because yeah. they should not have. I, if I was in time, I'm like, Cody. I understand you're willing to go out there and do anything. Do not, man. You, that shouldn't, you shouldn't have to go out there like that. Come on, that. man. Exactly, man. Again, all props, Cody. WWE shouldn't have done that. Not only did they send a man out there in that much pain, but now they've got people in their heads thinking they could do that now. That's just going to... That's going to happen a lot now, which I'm scared to see, especially... I'm thinking about like a guy like Jeff, you know, yeah. a guy like Jeff seeing that shit. He's like, oh, then I'm fine right now. Come on. Exactly. Come on. Exactly. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, uh, just awful. Absolutely awful, awful man. man. I mean, they should not. I mean, and, and this is the thing. This is. This is what I always say, man, every time people bring up AEW having a bloated roster, and they do, they do have a bloated roster, but let me tell you something, I would rather have a bloated roster than a depleted no roster. Exactly, man, because at least you fall back on. Yes, because now, John Cena is coming back at the end of the month, Just and randomly, although man. it's great. Him. I mm-hmm. love seeing John Cena back. He's the GOAT. We all know that. Shouldn't uh, have it's going to be awesome. Cena. Mm-hmm. You should not have to do that because you should have people line the fuck up. What about Karrion fucking Cross? 
he don't you think maybe this could have been his time to show what he's made of? Exactly. Put in a position. Don't you think that's the perfect time in Vince McMahon's weird way to see his next superstar step up to the occasion? Who exactly. wants it? Who, who wants, wants the main event? It to me. Who, who wants it? And no one came up because no one can. Because you fired them all. <laughs> They're all up in fucking AEW, bro. They were in fucking... They were on the West Coast this week. And all the people that would have stepped up were on the West Coast. Come on, bro. And all the other people that would have stepped up already had different matches to show. Bobby Lashley. They all had different matches. They couldn't have got, went and stepped up. Who was available? Then, then like... Who, who fucking... They, fucking Ricochet? Get the fuck out of here. Come on, bro. Come on. Yeah, man. Gunter. Guy didn't get a fucking match. A guy didn't even get a match on the show. Literally. Put some <sighs> faith in Tommaso Champas. What? Please. Don't you think this would have been a fucking pretty cool spot for Pete Dunn? Yeah. That Pete Dunn nice. to uh, showcase something in. Put some faith in these guys. Put some faith in the Walters. Put some faith in the Ricochets, the Pete Dunns, the Tommaso Champas. Come, Put please. some faith in them, man. And it is. That's all on WWE because they didn't have people to fall back on. Couldn't. No, they Plus, had nobody. They could. They didn't even have another world champ because both the championships are gone. They're Doesn't make man. sense. On one man who's sitting on his couch right now. Don't make sense, bro. The bros there every week. That promo he had against Brock did not age well. No, not at all. Not at all. It is ridiculous. Ridiculous the kind of shit that they're letting him get away with currently mm -hmm. going on. And look, man, even in AEW, we always say, you know, they have a bloated roster, and it's true. They have a roster right now that is currently being hit with the injury bug with so many of their top stars going out. And look at all the people they have to step up still. Exactly. Punk, with Danielson, Jeff, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega. Uh, probably not um, injury, but Hangman probably won't be there for... Oh, wait, until Forbidden Door, never mind. But, dude, so many people are injured, and they're fine. Five of the biggest names you have in AEW, literally. Punk, mm -hmm. Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, Jeff Hardy, and Kenny Omega. Five of the literally biggest names you have in that company are in and who do you have to fall back on wardlow malachi black andrade you have a johnny gargano or bray wyatt signing possibly uh around the corner but let's yeah. not even focus on that because we don't need to exactly swerve strickland fucking uh ricky starks uh i mean darby yeah uh, darby you could do for uh brian's case since it fits in their own faction you have yuda there are so many people you have to take these spots. Literally, man. You Come don't on. even need to even look at, oh, well, maybe they could get this person. He's a free agent, even though you could, and that just makes the case even bigger. But just the they people that to. they have on television right now. now, Hook, fucking all these people, man, all these people. So which, so now I ask you guys, man, which situation would you rather be in, WWE's or AEW's? Because I would absolutely 
absolutely side with AEW, and I would love to be in their shoes while you're getting hit with the injury bug, man. I mean, exactly. Simple as that. Exactly, uh, man. <sighs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Cody it Rhodes. Really Cody Rhodes comes out. Uh, talks about, you know, how he wrestled hurt. Talked about yeah. his daughter. Bro, literally as he was coming out, I was just thinking this motherfucker's going to tweet later this week or something about how he can't hold his daughter. I fucking know it. Bro comes out there, talks about his daughter. I fucking knew it. That was the most Cody shit ever, man. I fucking Cody Rhodes. It. Cody Rhodes comes out and uh, he uh, just talks about winning the match. He uh, talks about it. he talks about winning the match. He talks about his daughter. That was a good promo. Uh, <laughs> definitely not like last week's where I, I couldn't understand anything the guy was saying or trying exactly. to get across. It was of course, a good he promo. did say big words. But yeah, he he did hear, but you know, for the most it's just part, totally it's understandable. Shit. Exactly. Uh, uh, but yes, Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody Rhodes is then interrupted by, oh, that's what he said. The trilogy is over. This chapter is closed with Seth freaking Rollins. And out comes Seth, and I don't think this is over. Uh, no, it's not. You can tell it's not. And you know what, too? With Cody Rhodes... Oh, that was... That was another thing I found really interesting. Cody Rhodes genuinely was standing in the middle of the ring telling the people that he is going to try to make it back in four weeks for Money in the Bank. When he's supposed to be out a minimum of four months. You know what I feel like they're going to do, man? <clears throat> I think they're going to allow him to have the surgery. And then I think they're going to willingly put him in that Money in the Bank ladder match while he's injured again. I think he's going to win the briefcase and then Disappear. go heal up with the, with the briefcase. Which, I will say, I'd rather have him do that than someone getting in and cashing in on the same night or something. So I wouldn't be mad at him winning the briefcase. It's a matter of and putting him in another match while he's like this. Come on. Listen. Like this. If you, if they want to keep doing something. This is probably their best option. But like. Let the man rest bro. Please. Yeah. So. <clears throat> uh. Yes. I don't. Uh, I don't know man. I don't know if he's going to try to rush himself back to this. I don't know if they're going to allow him to do this. Because Hell in a Cell was one thing, man. But if you allow this dude to get in a ladder match, That's fresh cool. off surgery, Jesus, dude. Uh, and Cody, this could have been a good thing for Cody Rhodes. Because I was thinking that. If he's gone for six months... Four months, minimum four months, uh, most six months. This man could literally line himself up perfectly to come back at the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. Now, with what that, just saying about you know, I think I know where you're going. Yeah. Now with that, 
what? Anybody want to tell me what this man, what the hell this man was going to be doing for six months? Because he ain't challenging Roman. He, mm-hmm. WWE, if the Rock match is truly off, like they say, if if it's off, if it's a genuine thing and it's it's not really happening anymore, Cody's going to be at WrestleMania. Cody mm-hmm. is going to be at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. And, you know, if Seth wins the briefcase, we might even get Cody versus Seth. If Seth I cashes in on that. Roman, I could see I maybe see. a triple threat. And then, triple threat. and then if they do that, Roman, they won't even pin Roman. That's probably what they'll do. And poor Seth got eight more pins. I've seen this meme. It was Seth Rollins quoting MJF and it said oh yeah would you treat hey, me Vince, better would you treat me better if I was an XAEW guy bro, I that was, that was that's hilarious. hilarious I've been thinking bro I don't know if it's just a marketing me man but I've been thinking how fire Tyler Black would be in AEW bro that shit using redesign rebuild reclaim bro that shit would be fire bro I've been thinking him versus Mox would go nuts him yeah, with Mox no. could go nuts. Um, it, 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 I, I, that's something I would really be into, man. <clears throat> from uh, from Ambrolins to Roxley. Oh, hell no. <laughs> well, not really Roxley, because he's not Rollins anymore. Oh, yeah. Blocks? <laughs> Blacksley? Yeah, like Blacksley, I guess. Or the old tag name. Who knows, man? Who knows? Blacksley. Roxley. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Cody talks about being back in time for Forbidden Door. I mean, uh, Money in the Bank talks about, <laughs> <laughs> talks about being back in time for Money in the Bank. And uh, Seth comes out, says... You've earned my utmost respect. You know, one of those just kind of wholesome moments as you can kind of yeah. move Seth away from this and just kind of have him eat the Go loss instead else. of looking like a crybaby over it. Exactly. So I thought it was nicely done uh, with uh, Seth shaking his hand. Nothing, uh, nothing, uh, nothing fishy. Cody goes to exit and Seth hits him in the back of the head with a sledgehammer. They're really playing up to the Triple H innuendos. I wonder if that's going to go anywhere. Probably not, but uh, I don't think it can. Uh, I can but... see Triple H showing up and having someone fight for him. If Champa's still in the company, I could have him. Ooh, I could have Triple like H see Champa doing that for him. But um, other than that, man, I would hope they build the Champa at least a little bit before that. But um, I yeah. think something like that. But I did like touching beating him up with Sledgehammer. Yes. Uh, that was a yes. nice touch. The wholesome moment turned into the Gargano and Champa swerve. So yeah. It was uh, it. pretty uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they beat up on this man's chest again, ripped his Literally. shirt off, uh, was shoving the... Oh, God. Was shoving the sledgehammer on it. I mean, oof. As they we see... That man up. Michael... Mr. Producer. 
yeah, so that was that. That was the open of it, and uh, yeah. yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, from Gabe. And Gabe. Uh, very good shit from Seth Rollins, man. I think Seth, I think Seth has got to be uh, my favorite guy in WWE at the moment. Either him or Bobby Lashley. So. Well, Co- Cody, Cody's definitely in there because he's one of my AEW guys, bro. But uh, in terms of a uh, WWE guy still there, yeah, it's ter- it's those yeah. two. Yeah, in- definitely. yeah, definitely, definitely, bro. But uh. Yes, uh, dude, wait till you hear this. I know you know what happened, but man, <sighs> Becky Lynch dude. versus Dana Brooke in a 24-7 title match. What happened to Becky, bro? Good lord. <laughs> and she lost. She and lost the match. She lost the goddamn match. She literally took it out to Daniel Brooke, bro, for a 24-7 title. What is Becky turned into, bro? This, this ain't no big-time Bex. This big-time ass right here. Bro, I'm telling you. Bro, what the hell? This big-time oh. low-card, not even mid-card. Uh, I don't even know what to say, man. Becky Lynch loses her 24-7 title match. Imagine that. That's the sentence I never thought I had to say. Uh, honestly. Honestly. Becky Lynch got tired of the fans telling her she was uh, burying the division. So so she goes yeah. right to the bottom. She went right to the bottom. No uh, No mid-card for her. She ain't Cody. Yeah. yeah. No, no, uh, no falling action here. Just right to the bottom. Yep. Right to the resolution. Straight uh, to the fucking bottom. The Miz has a segment. And his segment is called Miz TV. The premiere edition of Miz TV. Wow. Dude. <clears throat> Get this man off my teeth. Me. Dude, Miz is one of those insufferable ass people. I can't stand him on my TV. Can you start the premiere of the Miz TV season finale? Finally. Can you Bro, please do me a fucking solid? And, uh, yeah. Do I'm that tired about shitty fucking show, man. He no brings watch Reese out. They're talking about fucking Miz and Mrs. Matt Riddle comes out to hype up his feud with Roman Reigns. Absent Roman um, Reigns. Wow. Well, he calls out a man that's now be there for months, for about another month and a half, probably two months, maybe. Goddamn. He calls him out for money in the bank. Will the will the tribal chief make one appearance before he goes right back to summer vacation? We'll just have to wait probably. and see, man. <sighs> Calls out Roman Reigns, and then they start discussing the Miz's balls. They really start talking about the Miz's balls. Man, Riddle, Riddle said he had. What were you saying, bro? Go ahead. He said, I don't have it in me. Man, Riddle said he had tiny balls, and Maurice proceeds to say he has average. And then, you know, Miz starts typing her up. He has above average. He has big, the biggest balls. And 
the way it's not what he said wasn't funny, but the way Riddle said it made me laugh because he was so happy when he said it. He said, "I prove it. Show me." Uh, that what, if way, I was the Miz, I would said, "Look, bro, I ain't Damian Priest. What do you think <laughs> is going on here, bro? What, what do you?" Put, what do you think is going on here, man? I ain't Damian Priest. You can't Damian just get me to show you my fucking balls here, son. Like, All right? Come on, bro. Exactly. But, um, like, <laughs> bro. Damian Priest. I ain't Damian Priest. Look, buddy. You can't just see my fucking balls on the daily. All right? Exactly, bro. I ain't a stripper. What the hell? I'm God. not Damian Priest, son. All right? Exactly. Go to, go to him. But, um, bro. Oh, I'm done with Miss TV, bro. I can't stand that dude. Can't stand his wife. I can't stand his segments. I can't stand that motherfucker at all. Get him off the TV. Uh, so, as this segment comes to an end, he challenges him to a match, and Miz says no, and lo and behold, Tommaso Ciampa just attacks Matt Riddle for no reason. God knows what reason on this planet um, why that happened. What the fuck? So then Miz accepts. He's out there wrestling in a suit. Matt Riddle beats him with an RKO. And that was it. And that sucks dick. The Street Profits, I believe, won a match against the Usos in a contender match. I don't understand how this is a contender a contender match with the champions in it, but I digress. WWE, what do you expect? Theory turns down a challenge from Bobby Lashley for the U.S. title. Bobby Lashley genuinely kicked his ass out of the ring. He, he really lifted did, his foot to Austin Theory's ass and kicked him out of the ring. Him. That shit was God hilarious. Fucking A. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they. I guess if they want to have Austin Theory beat Bobby Lashley, bro, they are really strapping the rocket to this dude's ass. Cause and then if everyone's saying that Cena's coming back to Cena, face Theory. Yep. Man, if he beats those two, I don't know what the fuck they think this man is, but he ain't that big. He ain't that fucking big. Yeah, I mean, talking about strapping a rocket to somebody's ass. I mean, jeez. <laughs> uh, but everybody wanted to see Cena come back and face Edge. Yeah. But that makes little to no sense now. No. Uh, the next segment is uh, Dominic Mysterio uh, oh, God. loses to Veer Mahan via DQ because yeah. Rey Mysterio couldn't watch his son getting get his ass kicked any longer. And he hopped in and started beating up Veer. Stop beating up my son. Stop Stop beating beating up his ass. I can't take it. Stop beating up his ass. (laughs) Stop beating his ass. The fuck? (laughs) Fucking Uh, Ray. Stop. Stop You can talk like that. Veer Mahan. Stop Veer Mahan. You can talk like a fucking 50-year-old smoker. Stop beating up my son. Stop beating. The fuck? Next. Next, man. They were doing this thing for the Judgment Day all night. 
and they called it the Countdown to Doomsday. And I just thought about how fucking fast Killer Cross would have got sucked into this faction. Oh, bro, so fast. Oh, he probably would have been an inaugural member with Damian Priest. He this probably next segment I'm about to talk to you about makes little to no sense whatsoever. So, first of all, I gotta bring up, you know, the lights dim, and we hear, do you think you know me? <laughs> never, never did. did. Possibly for the last time. Bruh. I no, hope not. No, not, that, that's where it gets a little weird. So, I'll get to that at the end of the show. Uh-huh. So all three of them come out, stand in the ring, reading off fucking cue cards, Damian Priest, WWE Reverse, you know, you, know, you know what time it is. What, is it time for you to meet up with Matt Riddle? It's about that time of night. What time is it? It's about that time of night, y'all two hit the town looking for ladies on the corner. Y'all want to get y'all all boned up on the town? Fucking... Going around looking at each other's balls and shit, huh? Cruising around looking for someone willing. Come so, on, bro. He tells everyone, including Matt Riddle and himself, all rise. As he just, God only knows what's going on in the man's head. All rise. Uh, 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 Rhea Ripley starts going on and on about. Fucking shit. weird shit. Uh, uh, forgot to mention this was AEW too. House of Black had their first promo with uh, Julia Hart. It was pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty sick. cool, man. I pretty liked sick. it. I like her in the group. Yeah, I want to see where it goes. She looks geez, good. better than I thought it would be in the group. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I like her. I like her creepy, innocent-sounding delivery. Yeah, so innocent, it's creepy. Mm-hmm. She doesn't Absolutely. try to be fucking evil as mine. She uh, just is herself, but it's creepy. I like it. Uh, so, you know, they're hyping this up, and <sighs> I'm like, okay, so I thought this was a little weird. Edge, after Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley get done talking, grabs the mic, and he says, he says, now, uh, let's let the adult in the room talk. And I was like, oh damn, he kind of just, he kind of just dissed his, I was like, he kind of yeah. just dissed his stable mates, so I'm like, okay. They say, here is the newest member of the Judgment Day. Out comes none other than Finn Balor. And in my head, I'm like, what? what? The fuck? Why didn't they Why just they do just the fucking know? turn? Last night, like exactly, and and it's all revealed. So Edge says, "I was so excited when Rhea and Damian Priest told me that you reached out." Like, bro, what did he fucking? Did he fill out a Dark Order application? Did he DM you on Twitter? You guys got a fucking website? what, What does that mean? Reached out. What, are you slipping note in his locker backstage? Hey, bro, bro what call that mean? me at this number. <laughs> like, Come on, hey, now. Fucking Priest probably thought it was fucking Matt Riddle. G- so give him I a thought, fucking hookup ready. I thought... 
fault for everyone. <laughs> oh shit, bad. Oh damn, so, it's just Finn. So, uh, <sighs> Finn, it's like, oh yeah, you know, I've seen the opportunity. Blah 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 blah. Damian Priest grabs the mic and he goes, "Now we have all the pieces." All we have to do is get rid of one last piece. And he looks at Edge and he says, and that's you. And he fucking clotheslines him and they start whooping his ass. For no reason. I'm He's like, out the fucking blue. And then I hear, you can hear Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest say like, something about like, oh, you're done controlling us. I'm like, what the fuck? The whole what point the- was you two idiots joining the group. Willingly, <sighs> dude, made no fucking sense. The whole point of that little faction was that they wanted guidance and shit, and they went to Edge because you, just, you know, you... this this genuinely <clears throat> just goes goes to show, man. Like WWE cannot, for the life of them, book any sort of fucking group on the plate on the. On the face of planet Earth, dude. Exactly. They do Can you not imagine what they would have did with the UE? Oh, I mean, God, look at what they, they did with Sanity. So look what they did with uh, Imperium. They would have broke uh, up so fast. Like, dude. They would have had fucking uh, Roger Strong turn and be the leader. And then he'd cut promos and they... Dude. And I, and, and I genuinely thought, I genuinely thought, and this is this is wrong on me for thinking this. I genuinely thought because this is something that is Edge's baby, I thought this would have lasted a a minute. I thought, yeah, I thought this was gonna last okay, year and a half. Nope. The Judgment Day is over, unless this is like something to like get back at AJ Styles or something weird. Which it play could be with them. Which yeah. it could very well be, yeah. But like, why? But it, if it is real, but like. You couldn't have went about it by just having Finn turn on AJ? Literally. That would have made that whole situation so much simpler. In it, in a storyline sense, it would have hit home more for AJ too if Finn just started beating his ass. Yeah. What? Because, you know, with his, his bullet club oh, buddy. Bullet club buddy. Same exactly. With Morgan, the bullet clubbers. Uh, but, uh, just roped in that whole situation for no reason, but doing too sweet and shit. Like she was back there in 2013 with Tomatonga. <laughs> like, what you doing, bro? You ain't in that group. You wish, but you ain't. But um, yeah, bro, that shit made no fucking sense. They're out there beating up Edge and like what? And then Finn is th- their new leader. What? Uh, I don't get it, bro. Dude, I don't know. Now, they're still gonna be the Judgment Day or whatever. Dude, they. So here's the weird part. They announced Rhea Ripley as part of the Judgment Day, and they played the Judgment Day song at the end of the show. Yeah, I'll, at the, right before oh, the yeah. show goes off the air, you just yeah. hear. You think you know me? <laughs> <laughs> you never did, dude. They gotta keep that. They gotta keep that. Well, that is gonna look even more ridiculous. I hope they do, because put it over <laughs> Finn's song, too, for no fucking reason. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> you know me? <laughs> you never did. That should be hilarious. Bro. Oh, my God. But, like, bro, what is... 
any of this, bruh. I don't get it. I don't get where they're going with this. Who knows? It all could be like a part of their storyline, but I have no clue. I, I hope it isn't. Well, I mean, I hope it is. Because you just don't kick the man out of his own group. What well, was basically the Edge Appreciation Society. Pretty don't much. just kick out his ass. That I don't get it. Fucking Copeland. <clears throat> exactly. Whole faction was about him. If this really is the end of the group, I laugh. <clears throat> I genuinely laugh at all the people that said Judgment Day over House of Black. Bro, I'm telling you. No matter how bad. Temporary. Yes, no matter how bad the House of Black could uh, be booked. Uh, booking could have gotten, in no way was the Judgment Day better. This group no. genuinely had potential, but they went about everything, everything about the group wrong. literally the wrong way. Literally everything about the made group. made it goofy. Their tone was wrong. They added people in weird fucking ways where they just showed up or Which, just were announced. You know, weird. you know, like when you listen to the other side, like when you just listen to the regular version of the song, you know how like in the beginning of the song, I think the first line is like step into the dark. It's waiting or something like that. Mm -hmm. Do you know how sick that would have been with them walking into the shadows while that was yeah. playing? While the whole arena just goes dark, and the song tells them to step into the dark, that shit would have been that shit would have been heat. But like, nah, we have to get. You think you know me? Dude, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just dark as shit. You fucking fans that are there for the first time are like, "What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Who the fuck is this creep with the fucking voice doing his voice? Who is this creep?" Yeah, bro, that shit made they no sense. They kicked him out of his own faction, and now Finn Balor is the leader of it, I guess. What the oh, fuck good is Lord. How does Edge get... That's like Chris Jericho getting kicked just... out of the inner circle. Exactly, or the JAS. Yeah, that's even worse. Yeah, even worse. That's like Jericho getting kicked out of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Like, bro, it just don't make sense. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, they And they just started... It's not like they've been low-key building up that, like, Edge has kind of been, you know, overbearing to them. That literally just started tonight. He just said that no we were of, um, let the adult talk, and then that they just turned. That was the whole tease to it, was that Maybe one line. Maybe literally just like, yeah, you're dead weight. Like, what? You're no That's reason. Edge, you idiot. What, what, were you do what were you doing before Edge? And that kayfabe is why it makes no sense. Exactly. What were oh. any of these people doing before Edge? <clears throat> Nothing. He had his Damien side, and now, and Ray Ripley was just fucking there, jobbing. So just tag team. Tag team, fifteen hour. Exactly. Come on. The whole point with the group in storyline was that they needed Edge to help them find their way to get guidance. That was the whole point of the group. You kicked the fucking teacher out the group. Now you just have a classroom full of idiots. I mean, Finn, Finn is experienced. He knows shit, but that's like the student teacher. You, if, if you're trying to learn something, you don't have the student teacher teach you. You have the teacher teach you. Don't make fucking sense, bro. Unless unless those two are just big New Japan marks. Unless they're just Tony Khan. They could just be marks. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Uh, Cedric Alexander gets defeated fucking by Omo. Yep. Literally. He's buried to Omo. 
Obo comes to the top of the stage and they call out the returning dirty dogs. <laughs> dude, I forgot they existed. <laughs> the returning dirty dogs. They come which, on the stage and Obo gets pissed off at them. Ori says. Which makes no sense because I heard on like all the live events. The live events. He's just been glorious Robert Root again. And just solo. You, and then you hear stories of like Dolph Ziggler was backstage at AEW Dynamite. So like is some like is he having like a bad experience with the company? Like is he fighting with them at the moment? You know? Was he just there like, for his brother? Who knows? Right, because like you hear they gave Bobby Roode a singles gimmick back. We never heard anything about Dolph Ziggler getting anything old of his back. So no. it's like And then they're just is, here on TV. Yeah, and then you hear like, oh, he's at he's at he's backstage at AEW. So it's like, oh, is he like not on good terms with the company right now? Or are they kind of saying fuck you? But are they still letting Bobby Roode do his thing? Doesn't make sense. But they're back, and they're, uh, yeah, the dirty Omo dogs. Is, again. Omo is upset with them. Uh, Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel defeats Elias. Kevin Owens says he'll give him his rematch. After the match, Kevin Owens says he'll give him his rematch if he admits he's Elias. Ezekiel says, okay, I'm Elias. Owens gets all excited, says, I knew it. Ezekiel said, oh, it was that easy? Well, I lied just like you lie all the time because you're a liar. That's his gimmick. He's a liar. And, uh, yeah, so that, yeah, next week, uh, Elias, or Ezekiel, Ezekiel said backstage he did not beat Kevin Owens because he didn't Zeke it up enough. Does that mean he didn't toke up enough? That's the fuck that sounded like it meant. I I wasn't I was too Zeked. Are you too fucking high? Who are you, Matt Riddle? Are you fucking RVD? What the fuck are you doing? Are you fucking hanging out with Damian Priest and Matt Riddle? What the hell's going on? You joining in a fucking gangbang? What the fuck you doing? And One thing I realized about this KO thing. <laughs> yeah, bro, you joined the train. Or you became the caboose for no fucking reason. Oh, but, um, my God. <clears throat> like, um, I think with this KO thing, I just realized why they keep calling him a liar and whatnot. For, since, like, 2018, KO's whole thing has been just spitting the truth about Shane, about this, about that. So they make his old new gimmick that he resigned with is he's a liar. Nothing you could say ever is real out of his mouth. And he was the, for a minute, he was the CM Punk of the company yeah, that just was, said the real was. shit. So I think it's just them trying to punish him for that, speaking that out. Man promo. That, that shit was, was classic, me. bro. Exactly. And look. my ass. <laughs> oh, fucking A, but. I think that's why they give him this liar gimmick. Is <clears throat> to discredit all the shit he said before and to punish him. That's why he shouldn't have resigned. You're losing to Zeke, a man who's too Zeked out. <sighs> yeah, he's the caboose. He's uh, the caboose, bro. In the main event, Alexa Bliss <laughs> versus Liv Morgan. Versus Rhea Ripley 
and Rhea Ripley hits the Riptide on Dewdrop to secure herself the title shot at Money in the Bank. Money, yeah, the title shot at Money in the Bank. I thought she would have. <laughs> I thought she would have been a decent contender for Money, the Money in, the in the Bank briefcase. Who the fuck are they going to put it on for the women? It better not be Becky. I, I could I could genuinely see this happening. 100%. Mm-hmm. I could totally see it being Alexa Bliss. I don't know why, but I could I totally see it. see it being Alexa Bliss. Because so, they know they make a lot of merch money off her, so I could see them doing that to try to like get her back on her feet. Yeah, I could see that a lot. Where you were saying, with that whole um, uh, Bianca situation where she might lose... Her match, and then Becky gets a title, and then she, uh, later in the night, Bianca becomes Money in the Bank to challenge her at SummerSlam, so she could get her win back at SummerSlam and win it back. I can see them doing that too. Yeah. Uh, either way, it it sucks, Dick. Yeah, but uh, Rhea Ripley wins the match, man, and that and. Finn Balor and Damian Priest come out, and to end the show. Oh, by the way, her theme song is so ass. Dude, that shit is garbage. <laughs> garbage ass shit, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Sounds like fucking Damian Priest sings the thing. Oh, he uh, does. It's probably too zeked <laughs> out with fucking Matt Riddle and just fucking recorded that shit. Um, but yeah, it, it is so ass, bro. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. new so. It is a new song, but they I, kept I the think intro. they re- yeah they kept the weird intro. There's a lot brutality of the weird fucking unaudible voice. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah that was uh, that was that, and uh, yeah. So Priest and Balor come out, and you just hear. You think he won? <laughs> He never did. And then they just play Edge's song, The Other Side, and that was it. God damn. It makes so much sense. No fucking sense whatsoever. (laughs) Good lord. Hmm. That was... Fuck, that was a busy week. It was a very busy week, man. Very busy week. But, uh... Yeah, that's that's it for this edition of Unscripted, man. This has been episode 94 of Notorious Unscripted, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for coming on to hang out with us. Uh, anyway, and uh, yeah, man, that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. I also forgot to tell you guys, if you guys have not yet picked up some Notorious Hills Podcast merchandise, man, live on bonfire.com right now. Uh, yes, I am wearing some right now. Uh, it's excellent merch. Uh, so if you have not actually, got your chance to get some shipping online, hey, uh, yeah, man. Actually, uh, yes. Uh, if you guys have not got a chance to get the merch, it is in the link at the top of this video, man. It is also in the link uh, to all my link trees and my social media at Johnny Mayhem NHP. It is also below my face, and yeah, man, it is at the top of the link of this video. On the left, you got the base Notorious Hills podcast logo design, and on the right, you have the Riddler-inspired IWC's best kept secret. The best kept secrets to the IWC, rather. And yeah, if you guys have not got a chance, live on bonfire.com right now. But yes, that is going to do it for this edition, episode 94 of Notorious Unscripted, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem, 
and uh, Asurke. And that is going to do it for this edition of Notorious Unscripted, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for hanging out with us on this Monday night, man. With that being said, please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Friday, 4 p.m. Central, with the news. We'll see you guys then. Peace.